Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. All right, what's up? Agency owners, today I'm very, very excited to share for the first time ever publicly about how to build a community, how we built our community, B2B sales and marketing secrets, whether you should start one, if you do, how to grow, how to monetize it. Look, we talk, especially me, I talk a lot about cold email, outbound lead gen, cold email, LinkedIn, Facebook DMing. This is the first time that I've actually started to share what we've done to build our Facebook community. You know, and I'm really excited for this because it's something that we've just really perfected for ourselves. And now we feel confident enough to share with you the entire blueprint. And I mean, we've been running our community for a little over a year now, but I always like to really work out all the kinks or something before I go out and teach it. So today is that day. And honestly, guys, building a community has been a game changer for our business. Right now, I'm currently running two communities. One is a Facebook group, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. One is our Slack community, formerly called Agency Go. Now it's Twiz. I'm going to talk specifically about how we've built our Facebook group, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets, and how you can do the same thing. And But really, it's not just about Facebook group. Look at it more like whether you're building a community in general. That can be online, offline, anywhere. We just chose Facebook group because it's an absolutely great place to build a community. And I'm going to share some of the benefits of like, like people have asked me, hey, if I start a community, should I do it on Slack? Should I do it on Discord? Should I do it on Facebook? So I'm going to talk about that as well. And the first question I want to answer that I get asked a lot is, should I even start a community? Should I start a Facebook group? And again, I'm going to refer to Facebook group often and use that as the example because that's been what's been the center of our community here for Revenue Boost. But again, like you can take the principles I'm teaching today and use it for any like medium, any place you're hosting community, right? Like we got to focus more on the principles and what we're actually doing rather than, you know, people get too caught up in like the right platform and the right tech. And of course it matters. Like just know that, you know, if you build a community and you learn how to get good at that, you can do it on any platform. Anyway, Big question we get asked is, should I start a Facebook community? Should I start a community at all? And what I would say is, if you're committed to your niche, then do it. If you're starting a new business or a new agency and you're still not very sure who your target market is or what your offer is or what your message is, then don't start a community. Now, look, you don't have to have it all perfect. I would say you can start a community without having an offer, but I wouldn't start a community if you're not sure about your niche and like the people that you want to generally have in your sphere and in your community, right? There's some marketing you can do that makes sense earlier in your business and some marketing you can do that only makes sense later. This is one of those more advanced things, right? So if I'm starting a new business, if I, let's say I'm starting a, an agency and I'm not really sure who I want to serve, don't go starting a community because the thing is a community or Facebook group is a long-term investment. And another thing is if you need to make sales like next week, don't go starting a Facebook community, you know, unless you really like already know that you can grow it like super quick and you're familiar with the skills to do that. But yeah, the two qualifiers to be to, for, for it to make sense to start a Facebook community is, are you committed to your niche? Or do you at least know who you want to serve and you can see yourself serving that long-term? And are you willing to put in the time for a long-term asset, right? Because it's not likely, like we actually made a lot of money in our Facebook group in the first three months, but that's a rare case. And I'll explain how we did it. I'll explain how we took a brand new Facebook group and grew to a couple thousand members and made a couple hundred thousand dollars over the first six months of doing it. Yeah, like how we've done that without any paid ads or like force, like too much forced marketing, right? But that is the rare case, right? And I'll share how you can do the same thing if you're planning to launch a community. 
Um, so really cool growth hacks that we've done here at Revenue Boost. But again, if you're like starting a new business and you need to like make money tomorrow, then this is not going to be the best thing. If you can put like 10% of your time into it and you're really excited about it, do it. But like, you know, when at least when I first started Revenue Boost, we just went straight outbound. Like if you're looking for a marketing method to get you leads like tomorrow, there's nothing faster than outbound. Even Facebook ads, you can launch quick, but you might get like banned, approved. It might take a little bit of time. It might take you longer than you think to actually launch it. There's more moving parts. You might not convert right away. But like the fastest, most efficient way of getting leads like right away is outbound, right? Set up a cold email campaign, DM people on LinkedIn, cold call people, right? With all the businesses that I've been part of or I've built, outbound has been that the fastest and most reliable way to generate leads. That's why you guys see that I constantly teach about it and I constantly talk about it. Wasn't even supposed to talk about it today, but look, it comes up again because it's just so awesome. Like outbound is just so underrated and um, it's just so, super powerful. But that's the caveat, right? If you're starting a brand new business and you need to bring in revenue this month, I would probably recommend using a more direct response method like outbound and then build a community later when you can afford to put in a little bit of time into a longer term asset, right? So that's the thing, you know, like this is why I hear a lot of people say, hey, I've tried this and it didn't work. I've tried this, I didn't work. I've tried this and it didn't work. A lot of times you could be doing the right thing at the wrong time in business, right? Like we're about to get onto YouTube for Revenue Boost. This is a year and a half in, right? A year and a half ago, I wouldn't have put the time into YouTube because that's also a long-term asset. So a lot of times you can do the right thing in business, but you can do it at the wrong time. So really when you're starting a new business or launching a new offer, the most important thing is that you're getting those first few clients and you're getting it fast so that you can have the learnings to develop your offer and your message and your niche further. And you can have the cash flow to start to reinvest into systems and team members, right? So if you're starting a brand new business, I mean, look, if you're starting a new offer or a new business and you can afford to wait a little bit before the revenue comes in, like you're not strapped for cash, sure, start a community right away if you're actually committed to what your, your niche is, right? But other than that, like if you're starting a new offer with the intention of like making sure you make money in the first two, three months, it's going to be risky to put all your time into a Facebook group, right? It takes time to build this thing. But for us at Revenue Boost, you know, we started this community after we already had cash flow coming in, after we were already like damn sure that we wanted to stick in this niche we're in, you know, our niche is B2B entrepreneurs, but mostly, you know, digital agencies. We help marketing, creative, web design agencies, branding agencies, consultant companies, mainly with, um, yeah, optimizing their offer, their lead gen, their sales process, and coaching them on how to scale up the business. But when we started the Facebook group, we were already sure about our niche. We already knew that we want to commit to this niche because what can happen is if you start a Facebook community, it could be like months and months before you're really seeing it gain traction. And what it would be such a shame to build a community. And I've done this before, right? That's why I'm, I've done it the wrong way. It'd be a shame to build a community and then six months or a year later completely pivot because you would have only just started seeing the benefit from that time spent and you'd be pivoting, right? So you want to make sure you're committed to your niche. You want to make sure that you can afford to invest your time and energy in a long-term asset, right? It's not going to always pay you off the first thing. You could, right? If you have a really good system and if you follow what I'm going to you know, teach you today, you can, you know, again, monetize it right away. Like in our Facebook group in the first second month, we had sales coming from it. But we also like, you know, it's a little bit different story because I'm coming with, you know, at that point, eight years of you know, marketing, sales, lead generation experience. So I had a little bit of like an understanding of how to, how to make that work, right? Which again, you'll love too. If you stick to the end of this video, I'm going to share, uh, share all of it. So with that said, the next thing I want to share is, okay, if you know that you're in the right place to start a community, you know you're committed to the niche, you know that you're willing to invest in a longer term asset, then the next question is, you know, why should I even start it? Is it even worth the time? Is it even worth the time? And where should I start it, right? So first of all, I would say it's definitely worth the time. I think my prediction is that the world is going to go more and more towards community, at least in terms of the business world. I love seeing all these SaaS companies, all these software companies that you would think do like boring things. Some of them, unless you're like really the tech, right? But 
I love seeing a lot of these SaaS tools create communities around their product. Like to me, that's the coolest thing, right? But I just been seeing it pop up more and more. And you guys probably realize as well. You're probably getting invited to Facebook groups like constantly, right? By the way, it's not still saturated. Some people say, hey, I'm getting invited to Facebook groups all the time. That's still saturated. It's not. And we'll talk about that today as well. Nothing is really too saturated. I mean, technically something can be, but like there's always something's really saturated. There's a lot of demand. So it's just more about like, it gets harder to stand out in the saturated space, but that just comes down to being good at marketing and sales. To get back to the agenda, the question is, you know, is it worth the time and energy? What will I gain from it? And where should I do it? Right. It is absolutely worth time and energy because communities are like, this is probably one of the best things or probably the best thing we've done for Revenue Boost was, was building a community around B2B sales and marketing, right? Um, we've gotten a lot of unexpected benefits from building our community and it's been like so, so powerful. And honestly, the majority of our sales for Revenue Boost, like the majority, like more than half of our revenue have come from our communities, from Facebook and then our Slack community. So like, think about that, right? Now, very, very powerful. I think the world is really moving more in this direction. And the reason why is because I feel like people are craving problem with social media. We're in the stage of, you know, the world where social media has become more, it's matured more, right? It's like most people know about it. Most people have a Facebook account or Instagram account or something, right? Problem is we lack authenticity. We crave authenticity, right? Like as humans, like that's what we crave is connection and authenticity, right? That's why, you know, like you don't really see a lot of those videos anymore people with like lamborghinis and watches like of course you see it but people are kind of like immune to that now and i think in general marketing is going more in the direction of like authenticity sales right and, and just being real and connecting with your people and adding value right like digital marketing has been around long enough where people see through the tricks the gimmicks all that you know for the most part like there's so much inauthenticity right and there's so much of like you know you ever pick up your phone you look at someone's instagram profile you're like wow their life looks so amazing but it's it's not really like that. Like they're just putting on their best self on social media. That's, that's what we do, right? That's what we, that's what we do on social media is we try to present our best self to the world. But the problem is there's a lot of inauthenticity and that's why I feel communities have really gained so much traction because of what's happening. Like people are just craving that authenticity and that connection. And in my opinion, there's no better place to get that other than a community. And ideally the best place to get that is going to be an in-person community, like events, masterminds, that sort of thing. And also, if you think about it, community ties into like our, like our primal instincts and our values, right? Like tens of thousands of years ago, when the first humans appeared on planet Earth, like they had communities, right? Before there were cities and towns, there was always communities, right? Look at animals, like some animals travel in communities, right? Community is like in our nature, like we crave community. It's why we go out and we, you know, go to university and school, go out to the bar. It's why we go out to a restaurant. It's why we go out to a cafe. Why do we need all those things? We can just eat at home, drink coffee at home, Jameson at home, right? If we're trying to get drunk, like you can do all the things that you go out in public to do at home. But a big part of why we do it is because we want to meet people. We have like this social craving, right? And the thing is, even though social media is called social media, it's not always that social, right? Like I feel like it's evolved to a point where a lot of people just give a monologue, right? Like when you look at someone's Instagram following or their Twitter following or LinkedIn following, Yes, some people do interact with their followers, which they should, but mostly it's like one person talking almost like on a podium, like on a stage and everyone else is just like listening but with community. It's like another level of social interaction, which really taps into that, you know, that instinct that we all have as humans is to, is to find our tribe, find our community and connect with people. Right. So what I love about community and why I think it's just so powerful is because again, like you go from being like up here and where, and all of your, all of the, your followers are down here still being at the same, to being at the same level as them, right? Of course, you know, there's still the authority of you being the group leader, but like, you're just much closer to your prospects. You're much closer to your target audience, right? 
and they can interact with you. They can talk to you. Like, and, and I love, I have a blast running the Facebook group, right? I have a blast just chatting with people every day, answering questions, all that. So anyway, that's why it's so, so powerful. And again, from a monetary perspective, it's been such high ROI. Not only have we generated so many clients from the actual community, but like, other than that, it just, it just builds a lot of great brand reputation. You know, like people know our group, they, they know us, they know Revenue Boost. You know, social media, it's not just about making direct sales. Social media can benefit your business, even if you're not converting a single person from like your followers, right? It just does a lot to like really build that brand awareness and that brand loyalty as well. And just give value. When we created B2B Sales Marketing Secrets, it was purely to give value, right? Of course, we want to make money from it. You have to do that in business in order to keep the thing running. But like the main intention was to just really give value. Anyway, so communities are going to keep getting bigger and bigger, right? Or just more powerful. I mean, again, it's not anything new. It only kind of seems new because there's like Facebook groups now and technology kind of technology kind of speeds things up that are already happening. But like community has been around forever, right? This is nothing new, guys. So anyway, communities are powerful. They're not going anywhere. And they're just great for revenue generation. They're great for the bottom of the funnel for actually booking calls and generating clients. But they're also great just for the top of the funnel to just like just make your brand powerful, right? Like I know some guys that run these big events and these big conferences and they don't actually really profit much from the event and the, like the tickets to the event. But they do it because it just does things. It just does wonders for their brand to get their whole audience and their whole target market in one place and just build that brand, like that brand loyalty, that connection, right? So like, yeah, we have to think about that side of things too, right? It's not just all about direct response to conversion. And honestly, the funny thing is I was forever like, so I've been in doing lead generation sales in different facets for about 10 years now. And I was mostly coming from the direct response world of like, you know, outbound lead generation, cold calling, you know, cold email, all of that, right? That was mostly, you know, what I've, what I've been brought up on. Only for the last year and a half did I decide to, you know, tap into the power of community and content. And it is a game changer, right? Because the thing is, you can't just grow a business off a of direct response, right? Like you have to eventually really care about the brand and care about reaching a wider audience that isn't necessarily ready to buy right now, but they will later, right? So it just kind of goes back to like top funnel, middle funnel, bottom of the funnel. Anyway, so the question is, is it worth it? Should I do it? Yes, you should if you're committed to your niche and if you understand what you're getting into, that it's a long-term asset, it's not going to pay you on day one, right? Third qualifier, I'd say actually, as far as, you know, things to know, not really so much of a qualifier, but just to know before you get started with the community is that it does take work to maintain. So lots of people, they build Facebook groups, 10, 20, 30, 40K members, and then they just couldn't handle like community managing. So they just left it. Like there's so many dead Facebook groups, right? So realize that like, you know, you're going to have to, put the energy in, right? It's not just about posting content. It's about also fostering the community, growing the community, engaging with members, right? But the cool thing is, this is one of the reasons we wanted to start a Facebook group a year and a half ago. Because if you build an Instagram following, let's say, you have to keep like posting content and making that bigger and bigger and bigger. But there's another layer that comes into play when you build a community. Other people start posting, other people start sharing. And now you don't need to spend as much time and energy putting content because content's already happening in there, right? So basically, like, there's, there's this point with building a community where you have to put in a lot of effort and be like that biggest, you know, supporter for it. But then there's a point where the community will start to have a life of its own, which means it's a little bit more passive. You, you still should always be monitoring it, community managing, promoting it, all of that, but it, it can become passive, right? Like, so here's an example. Let's say that I started an Instagram following and I want to focus on that, right? And then I took like two months off posting content. It would be much harder to get my followers back. But if I have a popping Facebook community and I disappear and I go travel and go out like backpacking through a jungle for two months, like even though, of course, my community might go down a little bit, like there's still other people posting and other stuff happening if it's big enough, right? So you can reach critical mass with it, which is pretty cool. The agencies that do the best and grow the most 
are the ones that have excellent offers, great marketing, and great sales systems. Now, the customer acquisition process can be really hard to master. There's a lot that goes into generating leads, closing deals, building a sales team. Especially since our industry is so competitive and there's so many agencies and freelancers out there, it makes it really hard to stand out and grow and win, you know, the clients that you want. Now, fortunately, we've created a free Facebook community with trainings, weekly live sessions, and tons of really valuable networking opportunities with six, seven, and eight-figure agency owners. You can find it here on Facebook at B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. So right now, go to Facebook, do a search and type in B2B sales and marketing secrets. Or you can just add me on Facebook, AJ Casada, and find a link on my profile. There's also a free mini course inside on how to generate more leads, close more deals, and scale your agency. I highly recommend you join. It'll only take one minute. And if you ever need any questions or need advice, just email me at aj at revenueboost.net. So again, if you ever want to drop me a question, email me at aj at revenueboost.net. I love helping agencies and sharing ideas about how they can grow further. And again, go join our free Facebook community, guys. It's so valuable. We have great trainings in there, great posts, and tons and tons of content that we don't normally share with the public. So go to the Facebook group right now, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Drop me a message once you're in there. I love to connect with our community members and check out the video trainings and the free course we have inside. See you there. Now back to the show. So now the question is, okay, I know I want to start a community. I'm committed to my niche. I want to stand out. And that's the other benefit, right? Having a community positions you as such an authority and stands out against all your competitors, right? In my industry, we're in coaching, consulting, education. Specifically, we help agencies grow and B2B entrepreneurs. Um, really what we teach mainly is like lead gen and sales, you know, like how to get leads through outbound, how to, how to get clients, how to systemize your marketing and sales department. In my space, there's a lot of other experts, right? But not all of them have communities. So just community does so many things, right? It's not just a way to like get traffic and get leads. It's another, it's a way to position you as the authority, right? Like, cause I mean, at the end of the day, no one's going to have a community with five, 10,000 members if they're like, they don't know shit. Right. So yeah. And people kind of see that and they just assume you're an authority. It's the same thing with social media. Anyway. So now the question is, you know, where should I put my community? Well, when we started B2B sales and marketing secrets, the reason that we did it on Facebook, a couple of reasons. One, is because Facebook, you know, we did some research on it and Facebook was really, really focusing on community, right? So when you're using a, a tech platform, like a social media platform, it's good to kind of know like what they're optimizing for, or what they're prioritizing. And at the time, you know, like, so I don't know, Facebook introduced groups a while ago, but it seems like the last five years, they've started to really, really prioritize it. Um, and they really started to like reward people for building communities. On one hand, like Facebook is putting all this energy into communities. They're really making it present. They're making it known. And there's just so many cool features that you get in a Facebook group. Like right now I'm going live on Facebook. We have a free mini course on B2B prospecting and sales inside of our Facebook group. So like we can host videos there, trainings, guides, and there's so I'm seeing new features pop up every day, which yes, the features are great. And that makes it easier to run a really cool community. But aside from the features, the fact that Facebook is making all these features shows that they're investing in community, which means that if you have a community, like it's like, it's going to be there, right? It's going to be more visible because for example, if my friend John posts on his profile, I don't always get a notification that John posted. But if John has a Facebook group and he posted on Facebook in his group, I'm going to get a notification, hey, you have a new post to see in John's group, right? So that's an example. I see we have some people live here. Let's see, Brad's here. What's up, Brad? Brad War. Finally, you're live, says Joy. Gosh, how's it going, man? Uh, if it takes so long, I'll read some questions here too. Uh, yeah, Brad says, if it takes so long to, to build a community, do you recommend beginning to start sooner rather than later, even if it's not the main focus? 
yeah, as long as you can afford to invest that time, it's totally fine to me to have a little project with marketing and like put a little bit of focus on it to get the ball rolling because something is better than nothing. And then, you know, you can make it the main focus later. So that's totally fine. And I think for what you're doing, Brad, with print on demand, that would be awesome to have a community for e-commerce entrepreneurs that want to leverage print on demand. And then of course they can use your platform for it. So yeah, like you can build a community around everything. That's another good question. There's nothing you can't really build a community around, right? Like you'd be surprised. There's some weird ass Facebook groups out there for like really niche topics. Like, but the thing is when there's a really smaller audience or a niche topic, you're going to build an amazing community, right? Like if I'm into like a really weird subject or like a very like obscure, like interest or a hobby, and I find that there's a Facebook group for it, I'm hyped. I'm joining that. And I'm going to spend like every day in it. Cause I'm like, finally I found my people. Right. Um, so yeah, you can build a community around really anything, but anyway, yeah, great question. So Anyway, we talked about the power community. So that's why we built it. Um, that's why we put it on Facebook. Now, we also considered Slack. And now we have a d- two different ones. We have a Slack group and we have a Facebook group. But the Slack group is 100 bucks a month. And the users get like other stuff with that too. And like trainings and all that. If you guys want to look into our paid Slack group, just drop a twiz in the chat and we can uh, we can uh, get you in there. It's pretty cool. There's like a software you get to with it that helps you get leads and get referrals. So anyway, I so we have these two communities, but the Slack thing was newer. Uh, and I joined that after the fact, after it was already built, and I partnered up with Lucas James on that. But the reason we started our community on Facebook is because, yes, Facebook has all these features. Yes, Facebook is optimizing for it, and, and it has a lot of things that support creators and group owners. The other reason is that you get SEO, right? So if I if I create a Slack group, I'm only going to get people joining my Slack group or my Discord group if I invite them, right? But with Facebook, there's SEO, right? Because when you're searching on Facebook, you can search for Facebook groups. If I'm in a Facebook group about sales or marketing or whatever, in that Facebook group, I'll see like similar Facebook groups on the side, right? So like, even if we stop promoting our Facebook group, we're still gonna get new members every day because of the SEO. So that's something that you have on Facebook. So basically, if you choose to start your community on Facebook, it may be easier to grow it faster because you're leveraging the fact that there's already traffic on the platform and you're getting SEO from it, right? But again, there's pros and cons to everything. The cool thing about the Slack group or like a Discord group is that it's a little more exclusive, right? Facebook groups have become pretty popular. so. One of the benefits to hosting a community on, a, on another like platform that doesn't have traffic is it does give it like more of an exclusive feel, right? Like my Facebook group has almost 4,000 members. The Slack group has like 400, but it's much more like engaged, right? So pros and cons, potato, potato, right? Yeah, for most people though, I'd recommend starting a Facebook group. But really when we started B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets, we didn't start it with the intention of making it a Facebook group. We started with the intention of making a community that would start on Facebook and evolve to other places, right? We had an event last year for Revenue Boost. We had a New Year's planning, uh, business planning, goal setting workshop. That was awesome. We did that out here in Vietnam where I live. And we're going to be definitely taking this community offline, right? In-person events, workshops, masterminds around the world. It's going to be a ton of fun when we get there. But yeah, that's really the next level, right? Like no better engagement than actually meeting people in person. So anyway, um, we talked a little bit about, you know, the benefits of starting community, how it's different than other social media what you need to know before starting it, if you should even start it, and what platform you should use. Again, for most of you, I'd say just go with the Facebook group because there's already traffic there and you'll, it'll be easier to invite people. And it's just awesome. Like Facebook is just constantly making new features that are pretty, pretty epic. You could use your Facebook group to eventually bring people to another community like a paid Slack or Discord or something if you want. Anyway, so enough about that. The last thing I'll say on, as far as the value of community and then I'll share some nuggets on like, you know, how we've grown it, how we've monetized it is that, you know, with community, you get people to feel a part of something. And it's also just like a great lead magnet, right? So, you know, by, by saying, by telling someone, Hey, join my free group, that's just a great lead magnet, right? And it's so important to have a lead magnet. It's so important to have free stuff to give your target audience, because that's going to help you stand out and get attention, right? 
And what better lead magnet than like a free group that has trainings, community, people inside, live videos like this. Yeah, it also serves as a lead magnet and part of your funnel. And it's also a great follow-up system, right? You know, we've had people that they've hopped on a call with our sales team, looked at our coaching offers, you know, looked at how we can help help them uh, scale their agency, not signed up, but then six months later, they've been following our journey in the Facebook group and then they decide to sign up, right? So that'll happen too. It's like, just a, it's just a follow-up system, right? I mean, all content kind of does that, but with community, I feel like generally people are pretty more, you know, if it's a good community, they're generally more engaged, right? So yeah, it's a, it's a follow-up system. It's more than just getting, you know, brand awareness, traffic, but you're also actually using it as a follow-up system to help you with your, you know, people that have had calls with you and your team. Last point, you know, I said that last time, but I'm just getting more ideas here as I'm talking is market research, right? So like people go to a community generally because they want to learn something or they have a problem to solve, or they're, they're having a lot of questions about something in their business or life. So the thing is like, anytime someone posts a question in my community, it's awesome because I'm like, great. Now I know what people care about, right? So like you have to know what people care about in your target audience. Most of the time, if a marketing campaign doesn't work, if copywriting or content is not really like resonating and getting likes, comments, or conversions, it's very often because the person writing that content or launching that marketing campaign doesn't truly know their market. Like one of the biggest tips I can give you guys that I've learned about marketing and, you know, scaling a business is you have to know your target audience, right? And I don't just mean know them like, yeah, I know their age and I've done like a customer avatar form and I know like, you know, their gender and their location. Like, I'm not talking about that. Yes, that's important. But I mean, like you have to constantly be listening to your market, right? That's why sales calls are great because you get to learn from people. Like people get mad when they hear an objection on a sales call, but you should be happy. You should be thanking that person for telling you why they didn't buy. Like that's gold feedback, right? People don't realize that, right? They, they hop on all these sales calls. They're DMing people on social media. And when someone tells them they're not interested, instead of like stopping and realizing that that's gold market research, because now you're learning what people don't like about your offer. Like usually they just kind of breeze over it and like, oh, onto the next one. But yeah, in general, I think one of the best things you can do for your business in general is listen to your market and interact with your market as much as possible, right? And a community is a great way to do that, right? Because people come in here to post questions and have conversations, right? So yeah, all your marketing is going to work better to the extent that you understand your target audience, the problems they have, the desires they have, current solutions they have in place that they've tried, et cetera, right? And a community is a great place to just get like infinite market research because people come here to post questions and ask for help. And then you can use that as ideas for content. You can use that as ideas to improve your offer. You can use that as ideas for future products, right? So yeah, market research is key. And again, I feel like a lot of people, they do market research when they start a business. Well, some even don't, right? But a lot of people, they do market research when they start a business, like once. But to me, market research is not like a one-time set of activity. It's got to be an ongoing thing, right? So yeah. Anyway, how we've grown the community. So we haven't run any paid ads to grow the community. Uh, we did for like a couple weeks for years, uh, last year as an experiment, but that was like barely anything. Um, we probably got maybe like 30, 50 group members from it. But generally speaking, this has all been organic. We've just launched cold email to grow the community. So we're launching cold email campaigns that invite people to the group. But that's pretty new. How we've grown to 4,000 members is mostly through content on Facebook and content off Facebook and everything links back to my community. So we post on LinkedIn pretty much daily. We have a podcast. We have the top podcast for agencies. It's called How to Scale an Agency. It's super awesome. And some of you are probably listening to it right now. Whenever I'm doing content in another place besides Facebook, I'm always making sure that we're linking back to the community because at least for us, like the Facebook group is our main funnel, right? Like we have a bunch of things that we're doing that funnel back to the Facebook group, right? So driving traffic from other places to Facebook and also on my personal profile, I'm posting, you know, almost every day and people see my profile, they see a link to the group and they join it that way. 
Another thing too is I did this more in the beginning, not so much now, but I would go into other, other Facebook groups in my niche and I would post valuable content. I'm not going to these groups and spamming and saying, you know, like, hey, draw my group. Hey, here's my thing. Hey, here's my lead magnet, blah, 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 because people will just kick your ass out. I'm going to other groups and I'm just adding value and you don't need to sell in other people's groups and you shouldn't anyway, because that's usually against the rules. But when you go into other people's groups, you can post relevant, valuable content. And if it's good, like naturally a percentage of the people that engage with your content are going to be like, who's this guy or girl? And they're going to click on your profile. And if your profile is optimized like a funnel, so like if you're doing this, have your profile on Facebook optimized like a landing page, right? Like have it really be designed strategically to bring people to your group. Yeah. Assuming you're hosting a Facebook group, right? And when you do that, like all you got to do is just get your content out there and some people will naturally go to your profile and join the group. So again, you can promote it on Facebook by building an audience there off Facebook. The best thing I did to build the Facebook community is going using the OPA strategy, right? That's where we create a revenue boost is we created the name for it, fancy name, but it's OPA equals other people's audience. So we have a unique system to basically get me books on other people's podcasts uh, webinars, YouTube channels, and speaking events, you know, online or offline. So when we started the Facebook group, you know, the, one of the ways that we are, so we were actually able to have a, our first 50 K month in revenue boost, like pretty early on, it was our fourth or it was, I believe it was our fourth month. Yeah. Fourth month in business. Right. And that would not have happened if it wasn't for this strategy, because what I did was I cold emailed again, back to the power of outbound, right? Side note guys, you can use outbound strategies for other things than just getting clients. Right. So I outbound cold emailed uh, Chris Doe from the future with a YouTube channel with like 2 million subscribers, mostly creative agencies in our target audience. I cold emailed him like a long time ago. I invited myself on a show. I said, it's going to be a great episode. Obviously I said something more eloquent, eloquent than that, but essentially I was cold emailing influencers. Chris was the first one. He said, yes, we hopped on a call and I told him my idea for the show. Long story short, right in the first month of us launching the Facebook group, I did this YouTube video. It took off. It had like 40,000 views and we got like 800 new community members. And we had an appointment center DMing every single new group member. And we made a lot of sales from that, just that one video. That was one of the best things I ever did for my business, right? And now we, we do it more often and we call it the OPA strategy, which is go find other people that already have your audience. Just go like invite yourself to their channel. Like you have to be, you know, you have to be good at outbound and copywriting and be able to write and craft that email, right? Because these guys usually get pitched often. But once you can learn that system, then... um like it's magical. Like think about this. By the way, guys, just put OPA hashtag OPA in the in the chat if you're watching this live. If you'd like to learn about the strategy, because that's another thing that I haven't really taught publicly. But I'm happy to to teach you guys how you can become an authority in your niche and get shit loads of traffic for free by going on other people's you know podcasts, YouTube channels, and audiences. If that's interesting. You know, let let me know. Or if you're watching this after the fact on the podcast, just email me, and I would love to know if this is actually a big thing for you guys because I'll make a whole training on it for free. Anyway, so we used the OPA strategy. I, I did one video. So I, I spent maybe 10 minutes to find the influencer. Spent 10 minutes to find this guy's email. Beyond that, I spent 90 minutes doing the actual presentation. And we've generated like a few hundred thousand dollars of, of revenue since then from that one video. Think about that. Took some time to write an email. Took some time to do the YouTube video. And like, that's been the moment. That's been the highest ROI thing I've ever done in my life, you know? So, um, but yeah, but we didn't, I didn't just do the video. So here's the thing. If I just did that video, that YouTube video and got like tons and tons of views on it, you know, in front of his channel of 2 million subscribers and I didn't have a group or I didn't have a conversion mechanism, I would have not made nearly as many sales from it. Right. But the thing is on that, you know, YouTube video, I said, Hey guys, thanks for watching this video today. If you'd like, I'd like to give a gift to the audience. We have a free mini course on B2B prospecting and sales. Um, it's in the Facebook group and uh, you can go get it here. 
So basically, I did the video with the intention of having that be a promotional thing for our Facebook group. That's why 800 people, 800 people joined. And then, like I said, we got a lot of sales from it. Not only that, though, you can't just throw people in a group. You have to monetize the group. So when you start your group, when you start your group, don't worry about monetizing it. Just build it. Focus on building a great community. Focus on your content strategy. Focus on really adding value. Like in the beginning, I didn't really have a content strategy. I just focused on like teaching what I know and help, helping people and adding value. And that really worked. You can never really go along with that. But of course, as time goes on, it's better to have a legit content strategy. We get more structured about it. After we did that, so the third part of how we were able to generate hundreds of thousands of dollars from that one video and a brand new Facebook group, which had very few members, was we had a whole sales system in place, right? Because it's not enough to get traffic and leads. You need a sales system, right? So in that case, we already had a good sales process. We already had clients. And I had an appointment setter DMing every single person that joined the group to you know, offer them more free resources, ask them about their business, and see if we could help them through one of our coaching or consulting programs, right? So we had a whole system behind it that obviously goes more in depth than that, but that's the main idea. So again, you had to decide where's your community going to be? How are you going to grow it? What's your audience growth strategy? What's your monetization strategy, which you don't need right away? How are you going to actually monetize these people? And who's going to also going to manage the community? Because it takes time to just, you know, still engage with people and, and bring some life into the community, right? With that said, I think there's a couple questions. No, we answered them already. Rajiv says, you are the best. Mod says, I started a Facebook group. Awesome, guys. Yeah, best of luck with that. But happy to do more trainings on this. If you guys found this helpful, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. Drop a comment if you're watching this live in the group. I'd love to know what you thought of it. And if this is helpful to you, I can go more in depth on this another time. We talked a little bit about it, but there's a lot more I can share around, you know, growing the audience and monetizing it. Um, and some of the systems we use to manage appointment setters to text people in the group and, you know, see if we can help them. But that's enough for today. I hope this was helpful, guys. I'll see you in the next episode.